0: Amplifying Leadership, a place where we talk with guests on their leadership journeys and hear about what they think is key to becoming a great leader. My name is Tara Lehman, and I'm a partner, coach, and consultant at Twin Life Coaching and Business Services, of which Amplifying Leadership is also a division. For our leadership clients, we support you through this podcast and various leadership growth services, to learn more about our Amplifying Leadership division and our leadership community, please visit amplifyingleadership.ca as in canada.ca. Today I am welcoming Sean Thornton, a leader and founder of the successful New York City audio branding startup AudioX. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi Tara, thank you for having me.
0: Of course. Why don't we start a little bit about you, how you became a leader and even A founder of a startup tell us a little bit about your story
1: yeah Um, it's interesting because I sort of fell into this in a way I didn't set Mm -hmm. out to start my own business or become a founder Um, but I worked in the audio branding industry for a number of years and in doing so I kind of saw these opportunities for how the sort of general approach could be refined and some opportunities for innovation. And then sort of through that process, I thought, well, maybe I could do this myself. Um, So after having a foundation in sort of the traditional audio branding industry, uh, came together with a couple of my uh, co-composers and folks that Mm -hmm. I had been doing sound design with, and we started this audio branding agency together, Audio UX.
0: And so when did you start your organization?
1: So it's been about seven years now. Um, Wow. So Very yeah, so good. knock on wood, things are, things are going, going well.
0: Well. <laughs> well, congratulations on your startup. Thank Can you. you tell us a little bit about your workforce? Are they in-person, hybrid, remote, a mix? What does that workforce look like?
1: Yeah, so so we're technically hybrid, um, but I will say that we don't mandate that anyone comes into the office. Um, okay. So we have a recording studio in New York City. So when we're doing, you know, composition or final mixing and mastering it does make sense to get into the studio to be able to do that um but in terms of the rest of our team members we're totally distributed um we have some folks that you know work from different states different countries okay Um, yeah and so it's 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 mostly a remote model with the option to come in
0: wow that's awesome so how did you decide on that
1: yeah it's it's funny because in the beginning when we started this company um we built it totally remotely. So Mm -hmm. I have three other co-founders and when we started the idea and it started to take shape, um, each of us even were in different locations. So kind of has this history. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It it has this sort of history of being remote Um, and interestingly enough as we grew a little bit and you know as sort of the operation expanded then we needed to get some kind of physical space and something a little bit Mm -hmm. more permanent for the studio. So started remote, and then we moved to a more uh, in-person kind of arrangement, and now we're back to fully remote or optional.
0: Okay, all right. So you probably have had some challenges throughout the years with having a hybrid and a remote workforce. Would you share with us today maybe a few of the top challenges that you have seen over the years with that type of, especially also because you mentioned other countries. I'm curious about that as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the number one thing is trying to create transparency without mm-hmm. making anybody feel like they're being micromanaged, right? right. You, don't, you don't want to be looking over anybody's shoulder digitally or otherwise and saying, hey, what are you working on today? You know, and, <laughs> yes. and applying pressure in that way. So what we've really tried to do is create the opportunity to have transparency without it being such an active lift. So okay. uh, w- there's a couple tools that we use for that specifically. Mm-hmm. So The simplest one is a daily stand-up meeting. So oftentimes it's quick five to 10 minutes, um, but it's a chance for the wider team to just share quick updates. Everybody Mm -hmm. kind of get on the same page and then we launch into the workday. The second is we have public workspaces in our project management tool. So we use Asana and and Notion Mm -hmm. and each team member has a space where they can prioritize their day, their week, and then their Mm -hmm. sort of long-term goals and what they're focused on and those are visible to everyone at the company. So okay. I can tap into somebody's area, take a look at what they're prioritizing for the day. If I have any questions, if there's anything I'm, I'm unsure of, it's also very helpful to understand everyone's bandwidth so I can get a quick yeah. sort of top-down look. Um, mm-hmm. And that's really helpful for us to kind of create that asynchronous communication.
0: I do like that idea of having that so that you're not micromanaging, but if you need to know something or they need help that you can go in there and look at those things. So I think that's that's a great tool to have. Um, so let me ask you this then. When it does come to having people in different time zones, and you, you know, I I used to work in a global company. So I remember being on a call one time at 9 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> so because it was, you know, 8 a.m. or whatever for them, how do you deal with that? I'm not sure what countries that you may have employees in, but I know even just the US and I'm in Canada we have different time zones. How do you manage that so that everybody can get to the stand-up meeting and know their goals?
1: Yeah, it's a really good question, and I think this sort of connects to one of the other big challenges, which is mm-hmm. this idea of work-life balance, right? Yes, and yes. When you're distributed and you're remote, it's a little bit easier to slip into that sort of work becoming your 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 daily life, right? It's yeah. it's harder to sign off at, at five or six and say, okay, I'm done, right? Slack is always open. Gmail is mm-hmm. always, you know, coming in. It's um, like that
0: boundaries, right? Is that what you mean? Like setting the boundaries? Yeah. yeah. Yes,
1: exactly. Um, And so that can be really challenging if there is somebody, you know, say 12 hours ahead. Um, yeah. But That is where that asynchronous communication really comes in handy, right? Mm -hmm. If we can create the transparency in ways where someone can get up to speed, maybe in the, you know, the hours when we might be sleeping. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That can, that can really help. And I think sort of committing to those communication channels and and making Mm -hmm. sure everyone's sort of aware of where they can look to get updates Mm -hmm. and where they can supply the other team members updates. That's really crucial.
0: Okay, great. Okay. So, when you have meetings, do you do separate meetings based on time zones
1: yeah, and it it really depends mm-hmm. right because some some of our team members might be traveling right, so maybe one week they're in a in a time zone where we have to join the meeting at four thirty in the morning to catch mm-hmm. them. Um, other times it might be the end of their day, so we 're flexible about you know kind of when it happens and it's it really is just about communication, right you know mm-hmm. understanding what everyone's sort of individual schedule looks like where the, what their availabilities are, and then and then, yeah, sort of being flexible enough to to make it work.
0: Okay. Since we were talking about communication there, I have a question around that. Um, because communication is, is so important with hybrid or remote workers. I mean, it is the way that you have to be held together as part of an inclusive team. Can you speak to us about that a little bit? Like, how do you make sure that people feel included or just, you know, it's such a different workspace than just going next door to the office or tapping on that shoulder what are your thoughts on that on communication
1: yeah this is a big one and I I do think that there's some universal principles to apply here because Mm -hmm. I mean I I think in general everyone has a different style of communication or a style that they prefer right so Mm -hmm. I I know some people prefer just to get uh maybe a brief right where they just read what they need to be doing or, or get up to speed that way Some people want to talk through things. Other people want to be hands-on and learn it through doing it. So I think understanding that as sort of a guiding principle to begin with, that you're going to have to account for these sort of different communication styles. Right. Um, But then I think supplying sort of as many inputs in that regard as you can, right? So what we try to do is... We have everything available asynchronously. So mm-hmm. as the creative director, I'm doing a lot of creative briefs for our composers, for example. So okay. all of that is committed to a workspace. So you can go there, you can bring it up, you can read about what the goals are, what the deadlines are, et cetera. Um, but then we support those with actual in-person syncs as well. So oh, okay, in a way, it's sort of over communicating, you know, as a as a sort of rule. <laughs> um but but again also just accounting for these different styles right because some folks Mm -hmm. may just need to read the brief other folks may need to read it and talk Mm -hmm. through it um so as a part of that one big kind of push for us is sort of auditing our communication channels right okay very clear about where to go for certain information and where to go to Mm -hmm. communicate certain information so if you have an organization where people are texting someone you're, and then you're talking through Gmail and then you, someone's in Asana and then someone's sending you a Slack that creates more noise and more chaos. So yes. I think if you can really sort of practice fierce reductionism around where and how you're communicating and, and kind of push for that. Right. So if somebody texts you during the workday and you know, you're supposed to be talking via Slack, like just politely say, Hey, would you mind sending me this message on Slack? Right. So that you're sort of reinforcing these channels so that it's more streamlined that everyone sort of knows where to go for what they need.
0: So do you have any communication like text that you insist or hope they don't use and why that would be?
1: Yeah, I mean, text is a big one, um, mm-hmm. both for GDPR compliance, like we don't want
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: protected <laughs> client materials going out via text, so we don't do that.
0: Um, and I just, I'm going to stop you there. I just want to make sure our audience knows what that is. That is actually the European privacy uh, legislation, the GDPR.
1: Sorry, go ahead. No, thank you. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, I, I have a thing about jargon. I try not to use it, so I just <laughs> broke my rule. Um, yeah, so text is a big one. And again, it's about creating transparency in a way that's easy, right? So
0: mm-hmm.
1: we, we use Slack a lot. And one of the benefits mm-hmm. is I can be on channels about individual projects that maybe I'm not even actively involved with, but just right. being able to see sort of the quick updates, it, it helps me get up to speed in a way that's sort yeah. of frictionless. Um, so uh, yeah, just be really intentional about that. And I know these days, everything has an inbox and a comment feature. Mm-hmm. And, and, and a so ding. It, <laughs> yeah. It,
0: it, exactly. That's the text message, right? I, I I hate getting text messages that, you know, when I'm trying to sleep. Um, so, I mean, I do turn off my phone now, but I, I like that you think about that as well, because I know I do want to come back to something you mentioned earlier when I think text messages, I think, where's the work-life balance when you're texting me at eight o'clock at night or at midnight. And do I feel that obligation to then go ahead and text back, which I've always encouraged all of anybody who has ever been under me as don't. (laughs) (laughs) No answering emails and text messages that late. You need your balance. So I want to touch back on work-life balance, which you did mention earlier. How do you support your your employees with work-life balance, considering they're remote and considering some of them might just, as you almost mentioned, they mix life and work together. But we do need that clear balance sometimes. So how do you encourage that at your organization?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. Um, And part of this, and this might seem a little reductionist, but part of it is building trust. um, Mm -hmm. Because I think when you're in an environment where you can trust one another, that you're going to sort of get the task done and you're going to do what needs to get done, when it gets done to me is almost less important. So I Mm -hmm. think giving our, our team members the autonomy to say, I know what my priorities are. I'm gonna accomplish them kind of around the things I need to do in my day. That is mm-hmm. really important. To the other sort of part of your question around sort of creating those boundaries. Um, for us, we reinforce it with, you know, some of our tools, right? So right. setting your availability in Google Calendar is a, is a big oh, one. Um, awesome. Same thing with Slack, you can say, you can set when you're offline essentially. Um, and those things are helpful. Just a quick visual mm-hmm. reminder i I'm, I'm so about fun to fun. message someone and I forget that they're in Spain and it's a different time it you know pops up and says <laughs> hey by the way it's 11 p.m. for this person so yeah th- those things are important
0: i love that and i love that you have an availability calendar um i encourage people and I always have even when i was in my corporate life but now my my clients is you're going to block time off for you and you're going to treat that appointment like it is that rare doctor's appointment that you've been waiting two years to get if that even means 20 to 30 minutes at lunch block it. Don't let a meeting take place unless it's mandatory meeting. And then you're going to block time after or before, but it's so important. And I love that you allow more of a flexible, I'm going to call it flexible working schedule. Is that, is that how you see it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, again, it's empowering everyone to Mm -hmm. kind of get the things done that they need to get done on their time. Again, it it takes trust, right? It's not the sort of thing that you can, meet a brand new employee and jump right into i mean maybe maybe you have that sort of sixth sense about somebody but uh, you know i think working hard to sort of establish that level of 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 trust and communication will unlock these things right and Mm -hmm. ultimately hopefully make it so that you know if somebody needs to run out for 30 minutes to pick a kid up from school or go to a doctor's appointment, whatever it's Mm -hmm. not a big deal. It's nothing. It's like, great. Fantastic. See you when you get back, you know?
0: Um, yeah. And if, if their goals are being met and the work is being done and it's being done well, does it matter? Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that. I love that. Um, what do you feel is one of the biggest parts of leadership? Let's put aside what we've discussed already, but a big part of leadership that you feel leaders need to lead effectively, especially around these remote or hybrid teams or just in general.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let me tie this back to our previous discussion yeah. for a minute. So one thing that's very difficult as a leader is not only in sort of ensuring that your employees and your team members have you know, good work-life balance, mm-hmm. but doing it for yourself. As well yeah. is it can be really <laughs> difficult because I mean I, I'm a big fan of servant leadership I'm very much about mm-hmm. you know like let me take the garbage out like you do the you know yeah <laughs> you do yeah. the other work um I, it's it, it can be very difficult right because when those emails come in as a founder you know at eleven pm. on a Saturday it's like mm-hmm. okay I, I should probably take care of this right this is like part of my yeah. job um but I think trying to sort of work hard at maintaining your own work-life balance because if you're running to the ground you don't have anything left to give to your employees Mm -hmm. right you can't show up for them if you're totally Mm -hmm. burnout on both ends so I think that's one big thing and it takes work it's something I have to work at all the time oh yes the the inclination is to just go 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 um so that was a big sort of lesson and it's something that I work on a lot and then the other thing is just empathy it's Mm-hmm. It's a difficult thing to grow if you don't have it.
0: It's <laughs> true. Really- it's true.
1: And if you don't, maybe you should consider not being a leader. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah. it it really should guide all of your decision making in a way, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it comes, it connects to everything. It connects to people's bandwidth, you know, having mm-hmm. enough emotional intelligence to say, hey, I know this person is overloaded. I'm not going to put something else on their plate. Exactly. Um, and then even connecting to non-work related things, right? I mean, I think there's a sort of delicate balance between uh, you know, you don't you don't want to get into that situation where you're calling your all your employees a family and it's becoming this sort of strange toxic blend, right? Like maybe Yeah, too close there.
0: type thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I mean having enough empathy to understand if somebody you know, needs a mental break or, yes. uh, you know, needs a day off, needs an afternoon off, needs to not work on this one thing for a while because they've been banging their head against the wall. So mm-hmm. trying to focus on on being empathetic and being a good listener and a good observer, I think will take you very far.
0: I love all of those points. They're so important and empathy, especially too, you know, as some of our population ages, we then all have to take uh, you know care of Our elderly individuals, as long as, you know, maybe we have children as well. So it, you know, having some empathy around those little barriers that can creep up from time to time if they do need that half day off. And I think it's really important. So yeah, awesome. Awesome tips. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay. So what is that big tip that, that one thing, if they don't take anything else away today that you want our audience to take away, that helps them grow and move beyond some of the challenges and barriers around leadership yeah
1: so short answer is the empathy piece is huge yeah it is and lead with empathy always take blame not credit do do what you need to do to lift up your employees in that way but I think one of the biggest lessons for me that's been a a healthy challenge is working at learning how to delegate because it is not something that came naturally to me. And I think mm-hmm. I'm on the end of the spectrum where I just want to shoulder everything and just do everything myself, which is not scalable, right? For all the no. reasons we've talked about for health reasons and also yes, for, exactly. for business reasons as well, right? You're not uh-huh. going to be able to grow if you're trying to do everything as a single person. Um, so I, for me, it really took sort of looking inward and 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 learning, going and you mm-hmm. know, seeking resources to to help understand the communication around delegation and really Mm -hmm. the philosophy, right? Like what, what does it make sense for me to scale? You know, how can I take pieces off my plate that maybe are things that I'm not super specialized at, or that aren't really my, you know, forte and Mm -hmm. do it in a way that I'm not just dumping busy work on someone because I think that's, that's a balance. Right. Um, So that if you can sort of focus in on that and think about, Mm -hmm you know, delegation as the idea of sort of taking mental stock of who can be the most effective from a tactical Mm -hmm. standpoint, but also weighing the empathy piece. I I think that will take you far.
0: And I love that too, because you can analyze your team and they can work off their strengths and weaknesses and help each other out and give you the break. Like you said, that leaders, they tend to, especially people who are in startups or their own businesses, who own the business, they tend to just want to do everything but you really do need to let go and trust your team in order to give yourself that break as well so, absolutely
1: great. absolutely awesome. take a day off and see what yes
0: happens. take vacation <laughs> yes. <laughs> i'm an advocate for that i've probably said it a million times on this podcast take your lunch and take vacation it's needed i love it I unplugged love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for a great conversation. So if people wanted to learn more about you or they wanted to find you online, how could they go ahead and do that?
1: Yeah, so uh, the company, again, is called Audio UX. Um, our website is auxnyc.com. Um, and again, yeah, we're an audio branding agency, but we're really sort of combining those principles with UX. So we're thinking, you know, we're doing design thinking. We're thinking about empathy. We're We're sort of understanding the audio branding experience as the human experience. So
0: love it. check us out
1: online. And I, w- one of the things actually that was interesting earlier is you sort of touched on a huge piece mm-hmm. of our work, that that idea of the text message going off late at night. That yeah. is a huge focus for us, right? We make sounds for apps, we make sounds for experiences. So yeah. sometimes silence is the best communication and thinking about I love that, that from a human perspective.
0: I love that. Sometimes it absolutely is, right? Great. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. This is really a great conversation, Tara.
0: Awesome. Thank you to our listeners, of course. We hope you are taking away some tips from Sean today, and especially if you do have those different types of remote or hybrid workforces. Leaders do need to continually grow and develop for themselves and for their teams as well. If you want support and development, or perhaps you want to join a supported leadership community, please visit us at amplifyingleadership.ca, a Twin Life Coaching and Business Services division for all the details. Until next time, please be safe and be an amazing leader or leader to be.